Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. We got to do this, man. I got a meeting. What? What do you mean? What do I got a meeting. This is, this is our time. This is I my know, time. I know, but uh, I got to go. What time is your meeting? What's 12? We got time. I know, but I, I like to be early. I like to be early. I like to get places early, get set up. You know, I can go over my man, stuff. This is our time. You should have then yeah. arranged for us to meet earlier if that's what it was. No, I, I did. I, I, no, I we did. met at the exact time. Yeah, I know. Well, you actually, you were late. I was two minutes late. Yep. Two minutes late. Yeah, too two late. Minutes too minutes late. late. Too late. like that. I remember a time we arranged a meeting with Brian Malcolm. Yeah. And you were... MIA? Yes. Yeah. Half hour late. Mm-hmm. 40 minutes late. Forgot that we even had a meeting late. Yeah, but you actually didn't need me for that meeting. You were supposed to, no, well, we did. No, you didn't. Yeah, no, no, no. no. You even so, arranged the meeting. Yeah, but I don't need to be there for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a facilitator. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're kicking off a new sermon series. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time this airs, we'll already be into it, but uh, tomorrow I'm really excited kicking off a sermon series. On uh, what's it on? It's on personal revival. Yeah. Oh, yeah. why are you asking me? You're yeah, the one that prepared I it. I don't know. Well, you know, I got to get started. You know, yeah. oh, you better <laughs> not. That'd be <laughs> here's part of personal revival: winging it. Yeah, wing let the it. Holy Sp- let go and let God. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, looking forward to it. it's gonna be really good. It's been good for me studying and prepping and, mm-hmm. and everything. I'm, uh, I'm excited for that. And then we have a four hour orientation afterwards, which is like a membership class. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I got my kids babysitting because nice. there's a bunch of little babies and stuff that are, people are bringing. So like half the people going is uh, my discipleship group, or not my Bible. Uh, okay, it's called community, community group. group. I thought we, we were going to actually talk about this. Stuff. You don't even know what your group is called. Yeah, you know what? We just because we just do life together. Oh, really? That's it. Just that, love on each we other. Just love on each mm-hmm. other and do yeah. life. And so we don't we don't really have these. You know, uh, you don't need names. We don't need names. Yeah, we just. You just, you just exist. <laughs> we just exist in incarnational gospel-centered love. <laughs> that's why. That's why I never want to go to your group. My group's the listen. My group's the best group. And you know what? It gets announced on Sundays. That's the best group. When you are doing announcements, yes. Yeah, Every but, uh, time Jimmy you know does though? announcements, I, he's like, "It's hey. still announced." He's like, "I am uh, Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor, and I lead the best community group here at Redeemer." You always do that. <laughs> And you get booze from the crowd. I get booze from other groups, yeah. and I get uh, cheers from my own group. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for uh, making it all about your group yeah. instead of Jesus on no, the Lord's I, Day. You know what? Jesus mm-hmm. is at my group then, I can't, too. I can't, next, I'm going to make sure that Jim Renahan is here next time you're doing announcements. Oh, I'm going to do it. He'll rebuke you for no, doing you that. No, you will not. Yes, he will. I, oh, I want Jim Renahan. Jim, Jim will come to my group. Uh, no way. Yes, no he way. would. Yes, you know he what? would. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Jim Renahan and all things Reformed Baptist, uh, we're getting close to the end of the week where we're giving away Three books to three winners. We're giving away God Without Passions. I thought these were just going to be our books. Yeah. No, we've got our own copies. Oh. Uh, toolkit for Confessions and the Covenant of Works. If you want a chance to win these really good but wonderfully short books, then- um, I love how you emphasize the shortness of the because books. Because people love to read, because they, they know like, I can finish that book. A lot of people get bogged down. They have a hard time finishing a larger book. So like God Without Passions is a primer on divine impassibility. People can definitely read that book. Now, if, if if they get into confessing the impassable God or whatever, um, is that the Waldron that, one? That's the no. That's a that's a multi people. That's a that's a that's a big book, yeah. and so a lot of them will have a harder time. You can read these, and these will get you ready to read the bigger books. So go to the show notes. Um, Enter to win. All you got to do is join our email list and share on social media the ways that we give you opportunity to look for that. Uh, more information at the end of our episode. Boom. So, Joe, uh, we received a message. Actually, I think you received it 
you received this message? Well, we did. Oh, we did? Okay. Yeah, it, all these come to us. All right. So it was uh, advice on discipleship. And this is from Corbin. Corbin Burnson. Corbin. All right. Uh, do you want to go ahead and read it? Sure. No, I'm not going to take it from you. I'm going to go ahead. I lead a discipleship group, and I have a young man who comes but never really takes part in the study or conversation. He has expressed a desire to grow as a believer, but it seems he hasn't made any attempt to do so on his own. How can I better serve him, and is it possible to give him that desire? I pray for him, and we as a group encourage him to read. We'd love some advice on this. Blessings, Corbin. Mm. Thanks, Corbin. Yeah, well, uh, you know, Jimmy and I both lead small groups, and we've been doing so for many years. And so we've had all kinds of people in in those groups. And I think, you know, some of what you're describing here raises more questions for me. Um, So there's a guy that's there, but he never really takes part in the conversation. So, well, there are reasons for that. Yeah. You know, is he a new believer? Is he an immature believer? Is he maybe uncomfortable or intimidated? Is he super shy, just, you know, awkward socially? Sometimes yeah. guys, people are just awkward socially and there's a lot going on inside. They're really grasping it, but they're not verbalizing. Yeah. Is the group too big for him, right? If it was better on just one on one. Right. Uh, or, and maybe the group doesn't allow. Uh, now, this doesn't sound like it's, the, it's, it's that case here, yeah. but sometimes groups uh, are so tight and so integrated that they almost don't give room for new voices. No, like that's yeah, that's, that's something I, I always constantly have to kind of talk about within our community. Oh, especially because of Greg. Greg, yes. <laughs> Greg <laughs> Earl, Esquire. Esquire, <laughs> the worst. Lawyers are already the worst. Imagine, you know, Greg. A Christian one. The worst kind. Who loves Jesus. The, yeah. yeah. He's just, but anyways, but like I tried to explain, you know, like talking through with our group, whenever we have new people coming in, it's like people don't want to come in halfway through a movie, right? And we've got this history mm-hmm. of a group together. And so it can be intimidating for a new person to come into a group that's already been established and thinking, you know, how do, how do I connect with these people? It says uh, he's expressed a desire to grow as a believer, but it seems he hasn't made any attempt to do so on his own. Well, I'd want some clarity on that. Like, yeah. how do you know he's not making it? I mean, does he tell you he's not reading? And maybe he does. I mean, again, it's an email. So, like, we don't know the backstory. Yeah. But uh, maybe he's reading. But maybe if he's not, if this is accurate, like, he wants to grow as a believer. So, he's a believer. He has a desire to become more like Jesus, to know more about God, to know God more deeply. Um, if he hasn't making an attempt to do so, then why? Does he not know where to start? Are you giving him resources? And if you are, are they appropriate for where he's at spiritually? That's an important one. I've had to wrestle with that with a few people. Yeah. yeah. Some, sometimes you're giving them stuff. Most most often, we wind up giving them things that are too advanced. But it's also possible to give them things that are just so boring and lame. Like, really? You want me to read Swindoll? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not hating on Swindoll, but like, I remember I, I was a new Christian and I read a Swindoll book and I was like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I read a MacArthur book and I'm like, whoa, Ugh. I want I want more like that. And then Man. that got me in more in, into other stuff. So you got to find this stuff that yeah, actually not the new Israel. No way. Okay. Uh, no, that's not. I mean, that, that was his view. That's not what was really exciting me about what he was saying. Church uh, is Israel. Uh, I'm, Church is, I'm ill. No way. I'm no, a pre-mill no, no, all no, the way. No, 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 pre-mill. No. Well, I was back then. All right. So, <laughs> so sometimes it's you know giving them the the right. Uh, tools that are appropriate for where they're at spiritually, but also the right things that are connect that are going to connect with them in terms of their personality, right? So, um, you know, some guys are going to like some guys will, they'll read uh, a case for Christ. It's that narrative form, uh, and it's like really interesting for them. And then, but other people are going to want more of a doctrinal like 
just give me the truth, give me the teaching. Other people are going to like more like the sermon style books, you know, yeah. that I've written or that like Jared Wilson definitely writes in that style, right? They're yeah. very prescriptive. They're deeply theological, but yeah. they're very practical as well. They're very pastoral. It says, um, let's see, how can I do a better, how can I better serve him? And is it possible to give him that desire? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, uh, hunger and thirst and desire to work at study uh, or to grow theologically, he's already got a desire to grow. So that's there. You just got to yeah. feed that water that and give him the right resources. I mean, I've always said, and in my experience, if I can give somebody, uh, if I can help them appreciate the flavor of good theology, the, the, the work starts to happen on its own. Yeah. Right. But it's like anything. It's like coffee or bourbon. It, it's, it's not easily accessible right without sugar and cream like everybody a lot of people like a cocktail but not a lot of people like just whiskey neat mm -hmm. a lot of people like coffee if it's got sugar and cream and all that stuff added to it but there's value in appreciating the simple and pure form of the the beverage right so coffee yeah. for example um the beans and where they come from well to appreciate it you have to you know slow down it's got to be made right but you then you gotta you gotta you want to smell it Right. You want to sip it. You want to try and, and figure out what are the flavors that I'm encountering here. And Talk if, about, you know, mouthfeel and, and, and such. Yeah. Continue. So when when you when you begin to understand, like so people say, like, well, why would I want to have to learn to like something? Because sometimes the best things yeah. are not easily accessible. Sugar is easy. You big baby. That's why that's why children like it. Like ketchup is sweet. That's why all kids put it on their stuff. But mustard, they don't like till later generally because it's a more complicated flavor. So it's the same when you're talking about theology. Give them a taste for theology. Got to get them into it, lead them, show them how, show them the way. And frequently they begin to work on their own. And so, I mean, one thing I do want to encourage you, Corbin, and this is for, for all of us, uh, especially that lead groups, you should be encouraged that they're there, mm -hmm. right? Like, that, that's a win. That's a win that they come, right? And so I've got people, uh, and I've had people in my groups that just show up and if I, I have to wrestle with like, man, they're just wasting their time. They're not mm -hmm. even engaging. I don't hear anything from them. You know, it doesn't feel like they're really tracking. But then I have to think, you know what? They're here. Yeah. They're here. And so be encouraged that celebrate. That, yeah, celebrate, you know, dance uh, to the music. <laughs> they are that they're that they're present, and so along the same lines as that, for all of us that lead groups, you know, uh, one of the things I would say is uh, broadly here mm -hmm. is meet consistently, even if the group is small in number. Right, right. And so sometimes I, I see that when in discipleship groups or yep. Bible study groups or community groups, where it's like, oh man, we've only got two, three, four people. People are canceling. Oh, let's just not even have group. No, no, no. Still have group. Yeah. Hey, you, you know what you got when you have uh, three people? A, oh, you, you a got group. group. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, I get it. Listen, it's easy to be discouraged. Yeah, Why? Yeah, Life no. happens for people. You, you know, who knows what God's going to do in that gathering? Mm -hmm. You are denied an opportunity for God to convict or sanctify or for somebody to open up and share something that they might not have shared in the larger context. Yeah. Like, don't be, listen, I'm sorry. Don't be stupid. This is important. This can matter. We're not saying you don't need breaks. Breaks are good. Breaks are good. I, we, Sometimes we regularly have, we yeah. have breaks. So, like, don't be so rigid in your consistency that you don't allow for, like, hey, we're going to take off the month of December because it's just crazy. We're just going to have a, a party or something. Yeah. Um, so you can have breaks. That's fine. But don't don't quit meeting or don't cancel just because it's a small in number or because so many other people have canceled. That's not a good reason no. to do it. Now, 
If you decide it's a good time for a break, that's, that's fine, fine. But don't rob yourself or your people of that opportunity. And let's sure. just say you've only got a, you know, we've had it for Michelle and I, cause our group meets at, at like five 30, we meet at five 30. So usually around dinner time. Yeah. Um, we've had it where everyone canceled except one single guy. Yeah. Well, we don't cancel the group then. We just say, Hey man, you're here. Let's have dinner yeah. and let's hang out yeah. and let's just talk. Right. That to me is still, you could still engage mm, right. with, with, you know, people. Yeah. For and us, for me, that was even better for this individual yeah. to be with our family, to hang out with our kids. And then I got to rest because they were playing with my kids. I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> you had a stand in. Mm-hmm. Like the way we talk about community, we call them community groups, right? So our small groups, um, for us, the emphasis is on community. So we, we have Bible study and reading and prayer and all these other things that happen. But the emphasis is on building gospel rich community. So if we don't study that night or if we don't get into the Bible, that's OK, because Bible study is not the point. It's a means to the end. Yeah. Right. And that we're trying to develop Christian community where you can actually love one another and serve one another and, you know, bear one another's burdens and all of that. For us, when we, you know, Joe, Joe wrote about this in uh uh, in his books, uh, uh, the church that I co-authored with Edmund Clowney. No, you did. <laughs> his, his three books. <laughs> that, was, that was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. That uh, put out by Moody, but he, he talks about the our church's paradigm of of uh, uh, table pulpit square. Mm-hmm. And so for us, this is the table. This is how we do. You know, well, I, I don't want to use that phrase. This is how we build community with each other. And so, Joe, how then though, when we're talking about this? You know, it's easy for us to get almost inbred, right? right Where we're right. just focused on on each other. How do you, what do you do about newcomers? Like, what do you do yeah. about those that, that haven't had that history or they're just checking out the group? How do you help them engage? I know, like, our, we just had um, a new person at our small group uh, this past Thursday night. And so our group is really good about this because we have Rob Warford. Mm. Right. And so everybody at this group is, I think, like this uh, more so than I am for sure. Um, But when we have a newcomer, uh, they are, first of all, we're going to, people are kind of milling about beforehand. We're eating snacks and doing whatever. Kids are running around. Craziness is ensuing. But the, you know, the adults are talking. And so uh, one of us, usually Rob will be sure to say, hey, everybody like this, you know, this is the new person. Say, hey. And then conversations will be facilitated to get them going. But the the thing that you want to do, whether it's in that informal time or whether you're sitting around and you're beginning to take prayer requests, is ask that person questions. Now, this is just basic social um, appropriateness, right? When you're with somebody that you don't know, it's polite and helpful to ask them questions. I remember my dad used to tell me, I used to, I remember asked my dad one time when I was a kid, how do you talk to girls? And he goes, that's the easiest thing in the world, son. You just ask them a bunch of questions. He's like, people like to talk about themselves. Mm. So ask them questions. You will be interested in them and they will appreciate that you're interested in them. So just go from there. And so, yeah, ask them, so, hey, where are you from? How, you know, how did you find out about this group? If you don't know. Mm-hmm. What you doing Friday night? Hey, hey girl. <laughs> this was a single girl that showed up. Oh, see, no, I'm talking about back in the day in high school. You're oh, talking yeah. about you right now. No, yeah. no, you don't. No, you don't, I don't you, ask that. No, no, no we no, don't ask no. that we, we no. don't. But if we had a single dude, like if Travell was there, I'd be like, yeah, hey. So it, it, it was cool because um, I was talking to another woman that was uh, at our church. She was also a single woman. Both of them are professionals, and um, but they're both single. And so I was talking to this one lady. And that has been with us, you know, for a while. And she made the reference how, like, I'm the only single woman. And I said, really? And I pointed across the room mm. to the new girl. 
a new lady. And she said, no way. And so she ran over there. They were hugging yeah, yeah. and everything. So, yeah, I, I would say just be intentional, ask questions, um, introduce them, and make sure that, you know, you have to read them to know how comfortable they're going to be. But yeah. take the opportunity to say, hey, why don't you uh, answer this? Or can you? Uh, yeah. Don't do that old school. Like, remember the old school churches where like, oh, any visitors, please stand up. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh where are you from? Tell yeah. us something about yourself. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit awkward, it's, right? It's not. So you got to, you got to read these people well. But you know, simple questions that um, kind of allow them to be interested and things that they know the answers to plainly. You know, that's that's always a good thing to do. So that's how we welcome people. Then when when we're in the group, though, yeah, right. Whether it's been people that have been there for a while or new, I mean, we want to get people participating as you're talking about. Ask those questions. But I think what's really important here is be patient. To hear the answer, especially if you're kind of going over the sermon or whatever uh, resource uh, that you're studying through. Yeah. Be okay with the awkward silence waiting for others to answer the question. Don't uh, be so quick to rush in there and think, oh, it's so awkward. It's silent. Yeah. I have to I have to fill the void. No, no, no. That's that's counterproductive. That's that's that that goes against what we're trying to do as a community. Yeah. I mean, it, listen, it, it is uncomfortable when nobody's talking. Now, <clears throat> um, nobody likes it. But if you get into the habit of solving the problem, then they will always know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, just I'll wait just, long enough. I'm just gonna wait long enough. But no, you gotta you gotta show them who's boss. <laughs> you oh, have oh. to be like, oh yeah. <laughs> I've I've literally said in small groups in the past, like, guys, I will sit here all night until one of you answers this question, especially if you know that they know the answer. If it's not like a complicated, yeah. hard thing. I love like, that. You know what I say is I say. I'm okay with the silence. I don't care yeah. how awkward it is. Jimmy right will now. just light up a cigar right there in the living room, kick back, put his feet up. Don't like, even care. I'll just chill I'll here just for a while, right suckers. <laughs> don't even care. And then they will because you know there are people there that will eventually answer. But again, you got to know you got to know your group. I think that's a really I think that's a really good idea. I think another thing to keep in mind when you're talking about your small groups is um, to be prepared for the night. Like no, oh. like if you're a leader, oh, just can't wing it, just can't show up and say, let's well, open it up. And some of us can, but oh. for oh. most of you mortals, uh, you're <laughs> what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to like, listen, if this is your something that, that you're really participating in, uh, this is good. But if you're leading it, this is essential. You got to be thinking beforehand, who's going to be there tonight Yeah. Uh, or this morning, whenever this is, who's going to be there? What are we going to be talking about? What was recently shared? Like you need to prepare yourself for this ministry. This is not a joke. This is not like something that doesn't matter. This is, this is important. So if you prepare your heart and your mind for the event, you're going to be ready. Like yeah. you, you will be ready to engage and God is going to do more. I think in general, uh, if you are prepared. And along with that, then you're talking about, you know, remember what had recently shared. When people give prayer requests, follow up. You know, you can follow up the next week and say, hey, you know, you're asking about uh, a job. You're asking, uh, you're sharing about your marriage. You're sharing about your child. You're sharing about Mm -hmm. a difficult situation or just whatever else is going on. Um, Follow up. Ask, hey, you know, how, how did it go? What was happening? Because yeah. I think it shows people that you're you're actually engaged and care yep. about what's going on in their life, that you took the time to remember, and hopefully you took the time throughout the week to be praying yep. for them in that situation. Uh, and so along with that, I, I try to. I don't do it perfectly. Um, but if it's something pretty serious, I always make a note to follow up during the week in That's a private good. text message yep. uh, or email just to say, hey, how are things going, man? Just praying for you. Um, Want to know, you know, just just where are you at? You need to get coffee kind of a thing. Here's what people know, that most people, when they say, hey, I'm praying for you, are not praying for you. 
people, most people, they know that. No, like, no, no, Joe, I pray for you. <laughs> most people that say that are probably not following up. They mean to, mm-hmm. they have great intentions. So the one way that they know that you've been praying for them is if you follow up yeah. and say, hey man, I've been praying and how are things going? I think that's a really good word, Jimmy. Um, I know one thing that, that, uh, that you, you talk about uh, from time to time, Jimmy, is being upfront with people that are coming in new, especially if they're outsiders from yeah. the church, outsiders, maybe if they're not even believers, right? Yeah. Uh, you don't, you, you don't trick them. You don't, you don't do the bait and switch. Oh. Like, why don't you come to my house? Oh. We're just gonna, I got some friends coming over, man. We're just going to chill. We're and then all of a sudden out. there's Bibles oh. and, uh, I had one guy, uh, once tell me, Hey man, uh, friends coming tonight. Really excited. It's a guy I've been praying for. And we're like, yeah, man, you've been praying for him. That's great. I'm, I'm surprised. You know, tell me, what, how did the invite go? What'd you, how did it happen? He goes, man, I told him we we're going to have cake. We we're going to hang out and have some cake. I'm like, well, two things. One, we're not just hanging out. We're doing a Bible study. And two, there's no cake. <laughs> you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think your friend's going to think when he shows up and the Bible's come out and there's no cake? He's like, well, it'll be too late for him to go by then. Oh, and man does not live by bread alone, <laughs> Jimmy. I'm like, casted. You need to go back to your friend <laughs> and you need to tell him. And his friend still came and enjoyed it and uh, came back, you know, uh, what actually is still the uh, he got engaged uh, and, and like, you know what I mean? With the in conversation, ask questions. And but still, I'm just saying, don't do that. Yeah, I, I, that to me is the worst. That feels like salesmanship. Right, that feels like the car dealer yeah. bait and switch on an individual. No, Don't it, do that. It, it, listen, it's not much different from something. Hey, man, can we meet up? And then you meet up, and they're trying to sell you on their pyramid scheme. It's not much different <sighs> no. than that. No. Or when people say, hey, man, let, uh, you want to get together for coffee? And then they don't tell you why you're getting together for coffee. And you, then think, they, you think it's just coffee you in conversation, it's coffee. but it's no, not. No, but it, then they pull out their phone with a list it, so of what things is, that they want to go so over. So if it's not coffee and conversation, what does it become? Uh, coffee and conflict. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly Nobody, what nobody wants that. No, coffee and confrontation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things. You know that, who I'm talking about? Brian. Brian. <laughs> One of the things that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it feels good. One of the things that we we emphasize, uh, Jimmy and I especially, because like we actually care about this. And yes, cultures are different, groups are different, but in general, it is very important that you start and end on time. Oh yes. And now here's here's why, uh, because people have their own life and plans. Yes. And because um, when you don't respect their time, they feel frustrated. It's also helpful because if you start on time, you're going to have enough time to do your stuff. If you don't start on time, then you're going to run out of time to do your things. You're going to miss out on prayer. You're going to miss out on study. You're going to miss out on fellowship. Or it's going to go long. But here's the thing. Just because you start and end on time doesn't mean you have to kick everybody out right away. No. End on time. Like for us, it's six to eight. That's what we do. We do six to eight. I do 530 to seven. So at eight o'clock. Oh, that's cute. No. So Because a lot of our people have kids. So do ours. Yeah. Yeah. Younger kids. So do ours. No, you don't. Yeah, we do. Oh, you, like, not even a year old. Oh, but that don't count. I'm talking, talking about the other ones that have school in the morning. Yeah, we got Young that too. Young kids, kindergartners, first graders. Yeah, we got that. Yeah, and that's yeah. why your group is messed up. Our, all and of our inc- kids are in advanced classes. They're in like- they're What, in, what like, advanced classes like, Bonger in? Oh, app math. <laughs> <laughs> He's in app math. What are you talking about? <laughs> Why are you laughing? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's, a, it's an inside joke. You can't hear <laughs> Oh, Joe. But either way, so anyways. You mean AP? It's AP math. I, AP, I know yeah. exactly. That's what I get. But see, but you have to start and end on time because people have life. People yeah. have other commitments. And people want to know if, if people are unsure what the commitment is, it's hard for them to say yes then. Right. 
right? Yeah. Because How you're asking them be to, exactly. If they have this feeling of they're, it's going to go longer than I anticipated. I don't have, I don't have the bandwidth for that. Yep. Then I'm just not going to go. And here's the thing. So like you, you end on time, you wrap it up. So ours goes from six <laughs> to eight. Well, people hang out though afterwards, but yeah. it gives, now it gives people that need to go like me. I actually have to leave right then yeah. so I can take care of my mom. So I'm like, I got to go guys. See you later. I'm trying to wrap it all up. Except Jen's talking. It takes forever. But, um, so yeah, thanks, Jen. End it on time, but then people can hang. Yeah. Right? So you just put a button on it, and then it's still it's still a good time to to chill. And every time you guys get together, doesn't necessarily always have to be that Bible study night, right? It's right. okay to have uh, hangout times. It's okay to to uh, uh, just relax, play a game, sit around, just talk, maybe have some wine, bourbon, whatever Coffee, uh, your conscious allows. You who you who um, and just. Just enjoy. Actually, we were just talking my group on because uh, it is the best group on Thursday. We're like, hey, you know what? We need to go do a hangout night, you know, on yeah. an off night. Let's or even on a Bible study night. We're just going to go. And we're all going to, you know, we're going to get some babysitters and we're all going to go uh, bowling the escape room. We're thinking we're going to oh, go, yeah. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. go do an escape room together. Yeah. You're doing it with everybody but me. Yeah. You've done it with Steve McCoy and I can do it with your whole small group. And yeah. I'm, I'm not because uh, yeah. the better best chance to actually succeed. Who do you think has been uh, locked up more often in this church than me? The best. <laughs> Anybody? That's right. <laughs> uh, Jeff Willie. Um <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't think so, though. But no, I mean, uh, that's just a good time of just camaraderie and, and really fellowship. Important. And, it's really important. Um, that's not a secondary thing. No. Like, that's that's an aspect of real life. No. So make sure you're, you're having those times, whether they're just dinners together, whether they're uh, going out somewhere. Uh, find ways. We, our group tries to find ways where the men will take care of the kids and let the ladies go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, where hey, they ladies. Go, yeah. Go, go hang out. Go do their thing. And we just get pizza, throw on a movie, and then we just uh, drink bourbon. One of the things that um, that is problematic for all small groups is what do you do with kids, right? Like, mm. man, kids, it's crazy. We got all these kids. And listen, we have a lot of kids. In fact, we have, I mean, we have a lot, a lot of kids. And we have a pretty big group right now. It has to multiply again. And we have a new family. Did fam- you guys ever multiply the first time? Yeah, oh, we did. did. Yeah. yeah, that's right, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. So now, though, we have another family. How many kids do you have? I couldn't even tell you. Okay. okay. A lot of kids. I got 18 to 20. Yeah. We have, I, I don't even know, but we have another family coming in with four more kids. Gosh. So, um, but here's, here's, here's what you do with the kids, right? Ready? Here, here's, here's the secret. All right, go. Embrace the chaos. No. That's what you do. No, you, I can't listen. just sit there and silently stew that there's loudness going These on around me. So, listen, this is life. Now, that means it may not be the kind of group for everybody. Mm-hmm. Some people just are not, and I'm just going to say it. Some people are too weak. Like they are weaker in this area. They can't handle it. Right. And yeah. that's, and listen, I would be too, if I wasn't a dad with 17 years of experience with kids, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would not be able to roll with it. It would, it would drive me crazy. So it, on one level, embrace the chaos, but here's how you embrace it. And our groups are, a lot of our groups do a really good job with this. I know Jimmy's group does this. Um, so bring your kids together before you got, before the adults really get deep into prayer requests and Bible study. Mm, my group not only does it, we taught all the other groups how to do it. Continue. Not my group. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get the kids together and speak to them. Like they're a part of this. So you can do the, you know, the storybook Bible, yeah. um, whatever you want. But but have something for them, pray for them, and then just arrange childcare for them. Whether that's like in our group, we rotate. Yeah. The Andersons were down Same, there this yep. last week. Um, so other groups will hire a babysitter. They'll all just chip yep. in and hire a babysitter. But so make sure that the kids are cared for and engaged, uh, but also include them in there. But it might be good. 
to have a have childcare for them in most cases because a lot of these parents need to pr- ask for prayer for their kids. Correct. And it's awkward if the kids are there. Um, some of them are sharing, you know, uh, prayer requests about adult problems, whether yeah. it's drug addiction or abuse or whatever it is. Correct. So um, that's why we uh, throw the kids in the basement and like uh, let them have Nerf wars or whatever they're going to yeah. do yeah. during that time. You just got to embrace that chaos. Uh, if you're leading the group, don't lecture. Don't sit there and just. Uh, this is my have, chance. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got my soapbox. I've got my pulpit. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go ahead on this 10 minute rant about divine impassibility. Yeah, which is good stuff. Which is good stuff. But eh, don't lecture. It's not the space for that. It, that. Exactly. You know, your job there is to facilitate discussion. If you got a list of questions, uh, like for us at Redeemer, uh, the, the community group leaders all take turns putting together a discussion guide. Use based it. Based on the sermon. Based on the sermon. You could use it. But for us, a lot of it times, it's a jumping off point. Right. And my job is just to facilitate. If people are talking, it don't matter. Right. Right. They can go down little rabbit trails that still connect. Right. But it's what they need. That's what they're processing at the moment. And my job is just to keep them, uh, to facilitate that discussion for them to keep mm. processing that. So we want to model the sharing of truth and we want to help people uh, learn to open up. You know, we want to yeah. create that space where they feel comfortable and confident that they will not be judged or looked down upon uh, because sometimes people feel insecure. Right. And yeah. so that's that's kind of important. There is helping people uh, be confident enough in sharing where they're at, uh, knowing that the group loves them and cares for them and will walk alongside with them. Yeah. And on that, you do need to guard that group. Right. You need to guard your members <clears throat> from a lot of different things, especially if you're a leader. One of the things you have to guard your, your group from are just dominating personalities. Oh, and the I, page stager. Now, we, we had this recently within the last couple of years. We had a, a visit, visiting family and a boy, homeboy would just go on a tear and not stop talking. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah uh, I remember we, him. And we just had to be like, dude, you got to. You, you have to protect your group from that because it's not good for anybody. It's not good for that person and it's not good for the rest of the group. I remember in my first church plant, we had a woman that would show up and she would derail the conversation going off in completely crazy directions. And I would have to say, whatever her name was at the time, uh, listen, uh, interesting question worth talking about, but right here, we're, our focus is, isn't we're moving in this direction. Yeah. So just hang on. We're going to come back to that. Or if they keep talking, say, hang on, you're, you're offering some, some good thoughts, but we want to give everybody else here a chance. Don't be afraid to just shut somebody down politely and say, yeah. hang on, we hang on. I want to hear, I want to give everybody a, a chance here to talk. Yeah. That lets the group know that you care about them and Correct. that you're protecting them. And it also lets, it also checks the person that likes to talk too much. So they go, yeah, maybe I, maybe yeah, I no, I'm not, I've had to do that. Uh, not recently. It was a few years ago with, uh, with, uh, with Greg Earl. <laughs> no, no, this one wasn't Greg, <laughs> but uh, another individual uh, who, you know, like, here's the thing. There's a lot of well-meaning individuals that have a lot of knowledge and they're processing. And they, the problem is uh, that they that when, I just realized who it was <laughs> when they're talking they're and they're re, they're almost rebutting somebody else. It's like, well, two things in this case. It was like, one, you don't know what you're really talking about. So <laughs> slow your roll there. And two. The way you kind of like I have to protect that other individual uh-huh. because then they feel like, oh, I can't share anything because I, I saw them like you could see physically. They just start to sh- you oh, yeah. shrink. Yeah. Like, oh, I feel so. I'm yeah. so dumb. We had that same guy. OK, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, like our guy our, who is now leading a different group. because We multiplied. He just he told the guys like, no, 
No. <laughs> he pulled him aside. He's like, no, no. Nope. <laughs> so do in that. the middle there, I was like, no, no, you're gonna have to hold on. And I, you know, I want to hear more. And I kept trying to draw it out and was defending, kind of while yeah. rebuking the other right. person. And then separately outside, said, uh, you got to watch it. Yeah, yeah, man. Love your people, protect your people, and um, listen, Jimmy. Give them one piece of advice. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lead you on. Right. I'm not gonna lead. I'm not gonna lead the witness here. Yep. There's one thing yeah. that we value yeah. in our gatherings. Well, we're Baptist. Okay, so we're Baptist. So you are, I think you I think you and I are already on the same page. No, you got to have they, food. You yes, have you, want, you want some food, man. Some snacks. They brought snickerdoodle cookies last night, yeah. brownies. Oh, man, you could bring a bag of chips, uh, flaming hot Cheetos. I don't something. care. But bring something, man. To get uh, Food is a unifier, unless yeah. you're some weird vegetarian like my daughter. And then it's got to be bring carrots weird. for her. Yeah, or, or flaming hot Cheetos. There you go, flaming hot Cheetos. But what's important, though, I think in this is, well, and I think specifically for my group, what we try to do is, you know, my wife always tries to have stuff out because we usually meet around dinner time. So some people are coming right from work. Yep, yep. So they, they need Same. something to eat. Yep. Some families, you know, uh, they don't have time yeah. to do it. And they got kids and the kids are going to need some food. Jen doesn't, my, my wife does not cook on Thursday nights. Uh, my mom and dad who live with us, they have to order their own food. And then the kids are just going to have snacks mm-hmm. and they'll eat another snack So that's, at home. that's one way that we serve each other is by bringing food and sharing that uh, amongst ourselves. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Well, I don't know. That's a kind of a mind dump on small Man. groups and advance, advice for uh, discipleship. Shows how great we are. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, guys, um, uh, it's, it's almost your last chance. We want you guys to get these books. Jimmy and I have read all of these books. They are really, yeah, really, really good. good. These three books by RBAP, Reformed Baptist Academic Press. You want them. So if you want to, a, a chance to win... Uh, go to the show notes and uh, what you'll need to do is make sure you're signed up for our email list and then get on social media either Instagram Twitter or Facebook you do all three you get more chances to win and uh, share the information we'll have a sample uh, little uh, post that you can use as, uh, as a template uh, to share this stuff online and we'll pick a winner on Saturday well we'd love to hear your thoughts on discipleship group Bible study groups what are some of your best practices what are some of your uh some of your horror stories. Uh, you can follow us online, Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctor and Devotion. You can head on the website, DoctorDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com and grab some gear. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Video content when available. Later. Later.